This gospel is read every year on the first Sunday of Lent. And the, the whole reason for Lent was it was the final preparation, uh, that intense preparation for those who were becoming Catholic, for those who were becoming Christian. And the message was that, that what Jesus experienced in his life, in temptations, that every disciple of Christ is going to experience them in their own lives in some shape or form, either overtly or covertly. It is said that the, the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the evil one. This happens just after Jesus has the divine revelation that he is God's beloved son in whom God is well pleased. He is God's chosen one. This going into the desert is a, a time of discernment for Jesus, of what it means to be the son of God in many different aspects of life. And, and sometimes we have to, in our own lives, we have to define ourselves by not what we are about, rather than what we are about. The evil one seduces people into activities that goes against God's will. It's also present in the temptations of Jesus. These temptations will help Jesus deepen his understanding of being the beloved of God in his commitment and in every aspect of his life. So for Jesus, the temptations are the wrong ways of thinking about what it means to be God's beloved son. They are the wrong ways of thinking about God's mission and how to carry out. And they will haunt Jesus in his mission all through his life, even when he's dying on the cross. The first temptation is equating when physical needs are met, then God's love is present. And it has a long history in the Exodus when the people were out in the desert and they were hungry and they were journeying in the wilderness and the people start to yell at God and at Moses saying, God has abandoned us, God has, has, uh, does not love us and God does not care for us. So when Jesus is hungry, he is physically empty and the temptation is that when he is physically empty or he's suffering, then God doesn't love him. And that is the temptation that we all have to resist. It is rejecting the temptation of being, being physically filled and spiritually loved. So that is the first temptation that Jesus invites us to reflect on. The second temptation is the one that um, is... A, the second temptation... Yes, the second temptation is talks about... Uh, how the evil one manifests himself in people's lives. We have to remember the two words for the devil are Satanus and Diabolus, the accuser and the divider. Let me give you an example that is very much on my mind these days in the war that's going on in Ukraine. So before the war happened, uh, Putin was on TV and he was accusing the accuser. And he was accusing the president of Ukraine of being a Nazi. Now, obviously, Putin does not have very intelligent advisors because nearly everybody knows that the president of Ukraine is Jewish himself. 
and that he is, his family escaped Ukraine, escaped Nazi Germany into Ukraine to avoid being killed by the Nazis. So this is where a ploy like this has failed and has been called out. But it is what people do. It's that they, they accuse and divide people. And uh, they, they, they take the heat off themselves by focusing on the outside agitators. They're looking out at the window at those people, accusing and dividing them. And, uh, and uh, they don't see the, wind, the, the window they're looking out as, as a mirror reflecting back on themselves. So um, that is another um, strategy of the evil one. And where it comes to be most effective, when it is covert, when it is inside ourselves, and we are doing self-accusation and self-division. And anything like this brings about discouragement, and it can never come from God. The last uh, temptation that Jesus is dealing with was the understanding that um, that uh, that God will care for his beloved son. And in the Old Testament, it says that God's chosen one will be brought on the eagle's wings up into the sky. And when the eagle begins to fly, the mother eagle comes in and swoops them up again. So at the top of the temple are a pair of eagle's wings. And the devil is saying, so if, notice that the devil always puts if in there. And that if Jesus jumps down off the top of the parapet, then the evil, then the God will come with his angels and protect him before he hits the ground. Notice, if you are God's son, if God is going to protect you, jump off the edge of this cliff. So that is a, a temptation that Jesus will, that Jesus will be hurt, but he will still be God's beloved son. It means that if people are hurt, are wounded in some way, that God has abandoned them. But Jesus is trying to address that temptation that if he, he will be hurt if he jumps off the top of the temple, uh, but he will still be God's beloved son. And he was God's beloved son in the baptism. He was God's beloved son all through his life. He was God's beloved son when he was nailed to the cross, when he was suffering agony in the garden, when he was being scourged at the pillar. So the temptation is that God doesn't love him and God has abandoned him. When he was crucified and died on the cross, God still loved him. And in the resurrection, we saw the fullness of God's love in resurrecting him from the dead. So the temptations that we have to watch out for as disciples of Christ is that we will be hurt, but God will still love us. We will be hungry, but God will still love us. We will be subject to accusation and division, internally and externally, but God still loves us. And this is the temptations that Jesus experienced at the beginning of his ministry, in the middle of his ministry, even when he was nailed on the cross. And it will also be part of our spiritual lives and our journey through life as well.